So I Married an Alcoholic is sponsored by RealtorAndABaby.com. Are you looking to buy, sell, or lease real estate? Even if you're not in greater Philadelphia, reach out with your contact information so you can be connected with the most qualified realtor in your area. RealtorAndABaby at gmail.com. She's a lady. Whoa, 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 she's a lady. Does that sound amazing or what? Sounds great, huh? Oh, God damn. Is that your new soundproofing? No. That's just... Your voice? Yeah. Okay. Welcome to number 11. Uh, hi, I'm Megan and I'm an alcoholic. Ooh, sorry, I'm Chris, I'm an alcoholic. I was like, wait, what happens next? I forget. I don't think they're confused but at this point about the status of our alcoholism. No. It probably gets more apparent every episode. Or they shouldn't be anyways. No. Big 11. The 1-1. One, one. Once in Spanish, if you will. I was never good at foreign language. Not surprising. Want to take care of a couple of housekeeping items before we get started. The amount of feedback that we've been getting with the emails, uh, the iTunes feedback, Instagram, and it's So I Married an Alcoholic on Instagram. So I married an alcoholic at gmail.com is the email address, of course. I'm not trying to beg here, but really would love some more iTunes feedback or Spotify. Whatever streaming service you're listening to us on, if feedback is an option, please give us some feedback. Uh, and if you're not comfortable leaving us the feedback on that particular platform, you are more than welcome to email us, so I married an alcoholic at gmail.com, or follow us on Instagram, so I married an alcoholic. Uh, the Twitter is married to AA, married to AA. Either way, if you use the Google and you type in, so I married an alcoholic, you will find us. You also will if you type in caviar colonic. <laughs> <laughs> which is it was not you know one, one of the goals of that particular post or that episode or what have you you know it was just uh i share my experiences <laughs> good bad and different uh, but somehow if you type in caviar colonic so i married an alcoholic comes up it sure does which is interesting and slightly creepy as well okay Want to thank the sponsors, RealtorAndABaby.com. If you're listening to the show, if you're looking for some real estate, make sure you look at RealtorAndABaby.com. And then I also want to thank Marlene Graphics. Marlene Graphics does all of our imaging work. They do my business cards. We have a banner that we just hung in the studio. It's a picture of Megan and I, and there's some white space on the sides. So as we start to have guests, we're going to go old school. I uh, bought a Polaroid camera for those of you that are like 30 and under. Did you really? A Polaroid. I sure did. Where'd you find one? At the thrift store down the street. Really? Yes. Oh my God. I knew you would. That's amazing. Can you get film for it? No, that's the problem. Okay. But you know, this is how we end up in the position that we're in financially because mm -hmm. I just buy shit like part A. <laughs> And then no follow through in order to get to the finished product. There's typically a part B. Yeah. Which is not available. <laughs> Perfect. Right. Mm -hmm. So anyways, so the white space on the sides of the banners is where we're going to take pictures of Megan and I and whatever guest we happen to have in the studio at that particular time. And then we're going to put it up on the poster. Love it. And if they want to sign your tits, like they can sign your tits, too. I don't know if they're yours to offer, but OK. Well, at least one of them is. <laughs> Mar marriage. How does 50-50? <laughs> marriage is 50-50, girl. Okay. I'm just saying. So Marlene Graphics, they are in Worcester, Pennsylvania, <laughs> which I get confused because, again, I grew up in Worcester, Massachusetts. And it's spelled the same. It's spelled the exact same, not pronounced the same. No, not at all. So anyways, Marlene Graphics is celebrating the start of their 34th year of building lasting business relationships with clients. From personalized design support and high-quality execution through customized delivery, this service is what sets them apart. Every job, big or small, 
gets that same dedication to quality and service. MarlaneGraphics.com. Signage, business cards, posters. Any printing needs. Yeah, the like the happy birthday signs that you know people are putting in their yard. Anything. Uh, menus, if you're in the restaurant business, they do menus. The, if it goes on paper, plastic, actually pretty much anything except Meg's boobs. They'll print it. <laughs> MarlaneGraphics.com. Make sure you look them up. That concludes our sponsorship statement for this particular episode. Man, it's getting longer. It is. We must be getting popular. The people are actually enjoying this. I know. And we're enjoying this. And it's obviously not about us, but we're two alcoholics, so we will make it about us as much as humanly possible. Absolutely. But, I mean, again, the audience is growing. Uh, the feedback that we're getting on a weekly basis is just almost overwhelming to a certain extent. You yeah, know? it really is. But it's overwhelming in a good way. I, I think there's a lot of an outpouring of support. People that are just saying like, hey, I listened to what you guys were talking about. I totally relate to that. I appreciate your honesty. Yeah, we get a lot of that. It's just, it's amazing. Yeah, it is. So let's get into the topic. Of the week? Of the episode. I guess it is kind of of the week as well. You know, one episode a week. So this one's when the shit hits the fan. <laughs> We're going to talk about a little episode we had this week at our home. Sure did. So Birdie um, was away last weekend at the kennel. And she came back and she was having some loose bowel movements. That is actually being very nice. She was getting up at 2 a.m. in the morning to like shit herself. Yeah. I mean, she went outside, not all the time. Eventually. I know, after she shit herself, but. Yeah, one out of nine were outside. So anyway, this is like normally a common problem when they come home from the kennel. And it happened last time she went, a couple days, cleared right up, right? But I guess the change in the environment can cause them like some GI distress. Which is so ridiculous because I do not believe in dogs being stressed. And I know like the animal lovers out there and the SPA, SP, whatever you are, are going to be up my ass. I actually do believe in dogs being stressed. So I've seen stressed dogs. Well, yeah. I mean, we've all seen like the in the arms of the angels. Well, that is just that That's, commercial gets everyone. Yeah. I'm literally looking for a bridge. There it is. Ding, ding, ding. We got literally right out of the way. Oh, that's good. I was like, what? Yes. Uh, so anyway, Bird comes home and she's shedding herself. And I was working and Chris, I guess when I got home Wednesday night, was like, oh my God. I went upstairs to take a shower. I come downstairs. Bird had shed on the floor and... Frankie was eating it. <laughs> so we're like, ew, disgusting, whatever. Uh, no, that's not even accurate. You lost it. I was fucking mortified. Didn't you put her in the tub after? I did, but first I put her in the closet so she would <laughs> stop eating shit. And then I cleaned up the shit. Yes, that's the way to do it. That's, you put her in the closet? Well, you know. You needed a safe space. Hey, don't we all? Okay. Whatever, no big deal. Frankie seems fine. She's not having diarrhea. It's no big deal. And then Friday morning, I guess. So th Thursday, the dog's still having diarrhea. So Chris, like, maybe we should take her to the vet. I'm going to call the vet tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. So Friday morning, I take Bird out to poop in the morning. And she shits. And there appears to be white rice-shaped items in said shit. Worms. Yeah. Not the fishing kind. No. <laughs> the kind that like eats your intestine. Super disgusting. Super disgusting. But, but Frankie's still doing okay. Well, it was actually, so it was really good that we discovered, and I know it's disgusting, right? Yeah. But it was good that we saw the worms or what have you because we can get yeah. a anti-parasitic at... One of my favorite stores in the world, Tractor Supply. Yes. Versus spending uh, 150 bucks to bring it to the vet. And then the vet looks at her poop. And then the vet says, here's some anti-parasitic for you. <laughs> That's another $75, please. So anyway, the, the bird has been dewormed. She is pooping normal again. 
Frankie was fine, right? So we're like, oh, what do we do? And I was like, well, I'll call the pediatrician. Chris is like, you cannot call the pediatrician. Like, please don't tell anybody my kid's eating shit. <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm telling you, I bet this happens to them all the time. Like, they've heard it. And you have a, a pretty large network of nurse friends and doctor friends, and you bounced a couple of things off them to, I guess, sort of walk me off the ledge. Yeah, even parents. Like, I'm telling you, kids eat poop. Like, I don't even know why it's not okay. It's We're not condoning poop eating. I'm just saying kids put anything in their mouth, and it's not good. You're right. So, And I see that on a daily basis, right? I see Frankie, you know, just shoving anything in her mouth that is within reach there's something about the girl eating shit <laughs> that really disturbed you that i'm like you know it's not a graham cracker that was on the floor <laughs> like it came out of the dog's asshole there's something a little uh, off-putting about that if you will so then I'm, I uh, took an early, I left work early on Friday and I'm out shopping with my girlfriends, which we'll get to because I had a girls weekend and Chris sends me a photo of Frankie's diaper, Frankie's shit soiled diaper. And he's like, am I freaking out right now or is that worms? Frankie and Bertie's shit looks exactly the same. Everybody in this house has worms. <laughs> So I wish I had the worms. My God. Like a tapeworm? I always wanted one of those. But anyway, so Chris. Well, you always say like you're what? One stomach bug or something like that away from, from your... my goal weight. Yeah. yeah. Like one tapeworm. My God. I could hit goal weight by next Friday. So anyway, Chris did then call the pediatrician. I swallowed my pride. My child's health is on the line. Yes. She will not be on CNN with like. <laughs> The infectious disease doctor pulling a 16-foot tapeworm <laughs> out of her mouth. Like, we weren't oh going there. God. I was like, you know what? I'm going to call the doctor. I'm going to admit that I'm a shitty parent. No <laughs> pun intended. And, like, we're just going to get her on antibiotics. Like, if we need to have emergency surgery, we can have Mumsy send the plane. <laughs> we'll send her over to the Betty Ford Clinic. Like, this is the kind of shit that's going through my head. I'm losing my mind. Somebody take the tapeworm out of my daughter. <laughs> So what did the doctor say to you? Happens all the time. <laughs> and apparently you don't treat them. No, you treat the animal, but not the child, but which I thought was a little backwards. And upsetting. But anyway, I, I, like, I what's guess. What's the value? I, I'm sure Meg appreciates this, that, you know, the dog's life was more important than the child's life. Because apparently mm -hmm. you treat the dog like you let the kid just wallow in its own tape shit out worms yeah but you know what the thing is i maybe they think the dog's smarter than the child and won't eat the baby's worms i don't know all i know is everyone pooped normally today it's everything is right in the world but yes that was our week this week uh, that was the first couple of days of the week yeah it was tough it was tough so if anyone knows a pet sitter i don't know if we're kenneling anymore Although, so far this week, Birdie has brought us home a snake and a dead mouse. So who knows where she got the worms? Uh, it could have been from either one of those. Ugh. It could have been from, like, random deer feces in the backyard or rabbits. Yeah. She also, like, licks the poo's butthole all day long. How dare you insinuate that my cat <laughs> has worms? There, it's just, it's all out of control at this point. Yeah. But, again, everyone is pooping normally. We're all going to be okay. The, yeah, the po the pooping is back on schedule. Uh, we have dewormed all of the things. <laughs> Everything has been dewormed. The two and four-legged creatures in this house have all been dewormed. I think that's a good tip, though, just so you know if your infant eats poop, it's not a problem. Yeah, just, you know, kind of like... As long as they're able to hydrate, no big deal. Yeah, just deal with it like it's gross. Move on, I guess is the, the bottom <laughs> line from, from the doctors. <laughs> Oh, my God. So so anyway, I um, had a girls weekend this weekend. Uh, my two best friends from when I was nurses, like when we were first nurses or I was first a nurse back in the day. Um, one's in Virginia now, one's in Philadelphia. And we spent the weekend together. Our friend from Virginia flew up. And you've been friends with these girls for. I was just trying to think. I, I mean, since I've been a nurse. At least a decade. 
Yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean, I've been a nurse for 16 years, I think. No. 16 years. 15 years. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's been a long time. Miss. Ooh, math's not your thing. <laughs> I can't remember what year I graduated. But anyway, 2006. So 15 years I've been a nurse. You know, my one friend was already there when I started. The other one started like shortly after that, probably a year or two. So, yeah, we've been friends for well over a decade. And it's all, we haven't seen them. So I hadn't seen my friend from Virginia since our wedding. Actually, yeah, it has been that long, hasn't it? Has, it because, you know, our wedding was October 2019. She was the best woman at the she wedding. She was. And then I was pregnant, so I wasn't really traveling. We were planning to have a trip, you know, like in the spring before I had the baby. And then instead we had a pandemic. <laughs> so, like, that was it, you know. And we all work in healthcare, so, like, no one was allowed to travel. Like, the whole thing, right? So we hadn't seen each other in about two years. So I left work early on Friday. We shopped all day. We ate every delicious meal that uh, Philadelphia has to offer. Um, We walked around all day Saturday, ate again. Like at this point, I'm like looking at my watch, like where's my evening dessert? Um, And then today we had brunch. But anyway, it was just a really great time catching up, walking around, shopping, eating, you know, the amount of calories daily that I try to, you know, consume in a, you know, 10 day period. <laughs> um, but it was it was really great. We had an awesome time. So interestingly enough, because I am scatterbrained, I bought Chris for Father's Day. Because remember, we were talking about we couldn't wait to go to a concert again. Tickets to Guns and Roses. Yes. Except I bought them for when my girls weekend had been planned for months. No. I totally blew it. So anyway, Chris had two Guns N' Roses tickets at Hershey Park. And he couldn't decide what he was going to do. He tried inviting some people, but people already had plans. He's holding on to these tickets. And we got a babysitter because he was going to go. And then he wasn't going to go. And then he was. So basically, he didn't know it was going to be a game time decision. Yes, I was struggling with what I should do. I know. Tell me a little bit about that. No. Why don't you first tell me why you thought I was struggling? Because you said to me, what was it, Uh, Friday? I I think even Saturday because you still hadn't made a decision. Uh, First of all, I struggle with that because I like things planned out. I like to know... When people are coming, where we're going, what time we have to be somewhere. Like, I'm not a good spur of the moment type girl. And I am a little more of the spur of the moment variety. But, you know, with kids now and uh, the various animals that I just randomly bring home. Yeah. You can't be that spur of the moment. No, like, it's good to have a plan. Well, not only that, but, like, you need... There has to be child care set right. up. If we're going to be gone for more than, you know, a four or five hour clip, there has to be some sort of plan in effect for the dog. The cat doesn't care. I've actually found notes from the cat <laughs> that says if you leave for at least two weeks in the middle of July, I will pay the mortgage. <laughs> And I don't know how the poo signs checks because he does not have thumbs, but he offered. Poo's a good dude. I'm just saying. (laughs) So anyway, Chris still hadn't decided. Like, as I'm leaving Saturday to go meet my girlfriends, he was like, I don't know yet what I'm doing tonight. And she had asked me, you know, at least a dozen times leading up to it, what are you doing? Because I'm anxious now. Like, I I was anxious because, number one, how can you not know what you're doing? Like, there's tickets, there's a babysitter involved. Like, I, I, how do you not know? I genuinely did not know. And then I started getting anxious. Why doesn't he know? Is he struggling making a decision? Does he think it would be... Because he was going to go to the concert by himself. Does he think he's putting himself at risk or in danger, you know, by going to a concert by himself? Yeah, and by the way, it was 70 degrees out. It was a beautiful late July day. Yeah. It was a Saturday. This is the first concert, I think, in this area since. Yes. In fact, we just read an article on it that it was like the first concert since the pandemic. Yes. Yeah. That started playing me. So all day Saturday, where I'm shopping, this is definitely in the back of my mind. 
why is he struggling to make this decision? And then he did decide he wasn't going to go. At like two o'clock the day of the concert. Yeah, it may have even been later. (laughs) But the babysitter was still going to come and he was going to do something. I don't know if that made it better or worse. Like least, in my mind, I mean, I'm I'm not caring about you. I'm saying to oh. about myself. <laughs> oh, like okay. I don't know if that let my anxiety down or made it more like on guard. Does that make sense? Well, let's see. After three years of being together, mm-hmm. I am going to say that that made your anxiety worse because at least if you know I was going to Guns N' Roses, like those tickets are paid for. It would not be out of the realm of possibility that I showed up with an elephant that night. <laughs> yes. And I know <laughs> that's a true story. That's so true. Like, like at least I, we were $140 in, but that was fine. Like, I, that was spent and done. Why the fuck is there a rhino in the garage? <laughs> now he's got all this time. Who knows what he's going to do? But anyway. Where um, do you get a giraffe? <laughs> I think, like, uh, no, it's true. I would have known where you were. I like that. I like, like, at least knowing where you're at. So I, I think that was that. And then, I don't know if he didn't know what he was doing, or sometimes I think he just does things to fuck with me. I was like, well, what are you going to do? And then, like, even when I talked to him on the drive home, like, hours later, we'll get to that part. But it, it, we were, like, 15 minutes in. Finally, I'm like, what did you do tonight? Like, you know what I mean? Like, who doesn't just say this out loud? Why are you trying to drive me crazy? All right, so go ahead. Now tell us your thought process behind it. I think the babysitter showed up at 4 o'clock. I was down here working in the studio on some alternate projects. I think I texted Megan at like 4.30. I was like, hey, I'm going to run out to Cabela's. Did I actually text you at 4.30 and say I'm going to run out to Cabela's? I think you did. I knew you said something about Cabela's. And so, you know, I was just going to run out to Cabela's, even though I've been out there 75 times this year and there's absolutely nothing that I need from there. But still, my plan was, and I had told Megan this, I'm going to take a run out to Cabela's. I'm child free for a couple hours. The babysitter's here. The poo's taken care of. The dog's taken care of. And notice how I mentioned Frankie the child last. Uh huh. She was taken care of as well. Perfect. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to enjoy a couple of hours, child free. And I'm just going to go kick around. Maybe I'll grab some dinner or something like that. Blah, blah, blah. I didn't go to Cabela's. No. Where did you go? I started to drive out that way. And then about five minutes into the drive, I was like, ooh, there's this really cute town called Easton. And Meg and I, when we were driving to my brother's house in Jersey, had mentioned that there was like this really cute steakhouse there. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll just like, You know, go grab a nice steak dinner or something like that. No biggie. But I'm an addict and a creature of habit. Anybody want to take a guess where I ended up? That's right. Guitar Center. (laughs) (laughs) You're a sick fuck. (laughs) So I just want to say thank you to Joe (laughs) at the Guitar Center in Whitehall, Pennsylvania. I ended up just going and grabbing a mic stand. Uh, in a windscreen for one of the 85,000 microphones that we've collected now because <laughs> uh, we're having Nick Learman on from Team Foster next week and I absolutely cannot wait for that. And I was like, my man can't be sitting here like in this, again, Taj Mahal of a studio that I built with my bare hands for you, Megan. Thank you, you, darling. Everything I do. <laughs> everything I do. I do it for you. Ooh, that was so off key. Actually, funny story. We were in the car one time right before we got married, and I was saying to Megan, I was like, oh, this can be like our first dance song. And she was like, that was actually the first dance song at my first wedding. And I was like, oh, well, we'll scratch that one off the list. So, Joe, Guitar Center, you are the man. We actually had a lot of fun. Uh, I was looking at some various other equipment that we don't need, and... uh, he was like, oh, what are you doing? And I explained the podcast, and I told him it was called So I Married an Alcoholic. So he hooked it up and played it through the speakers in the guitar center at, like, an uncomfortable volume, even for me. Oh, my God, really? Because, like, I was like, dude, this is going to get really inappropriate in three, two, <laughs> one, and then the C word came out. Oh, no. And I was like, I told you, man. <laughs> and then I went and had some sushi. 
which was lovely. Again, Easton, Pennsylvania, E A S T O N, <laughs> is this really cute town right on the border of Pennsylvania and Jersey. So, Eastern border. Damn, you drove up there. Well, I mean, it was only an hour and a half, maybe. Yeah, yeah. So, it actually, it wasn't too, too bad. I did not go to the concert. No. And I am going to catch a lot of shit for this. Are you ready? I'm ready. So I didn't go to the concert, not because I wanted to drink or because I wanted to get high or because of anything else other than I was afraid that I was going to let myself slip as a married man and try to give some girl the hammer whose heyday was in 1985. (laughs) Like the year I was born? Was that the year you were born? 84, 84. Close enough. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the reason why. Really? Because I knew, and this is the sickening part of being an alcoholic and a really fucked up individual, that I was going to go by myself. There were going to be no pictures on Facebook of anybody in the seat next to me. There was going to be no interaction with Megan. I was going to give her the old, I'm at a concert. Fuck off. Thanks for buying the tickets. I really appreciate the Father's Day present. There were no checks and balances in place. And I knew as soon as I walked into that stadium in Hershey, Pennsylvania, it was going to smell like old, moldy (laughs) vagina. (laughs) That's awful. Isn't that disgusting? Yeah. So here we are. We've been together for three years. We'll be married two years in October. I had every intention of going there and doing some really fucked up stupid shit. Really? Yep. Damn. And I, you know, I can sit here and justify that in any number of ways, but the reality of it and the the only thing I can say about it is I knew I could have gotten away with it. It's hard to hear. (laughs) I, you know what, um... And again, it's not because I don't love you or there's anything missing from this marriage. It's simply that I knew I could get away with it. And I actually, I had a long conversation with uh, Auntie Gay P, of course. And then I talked to another longtime friend who's been in the program almost 10 years now. um, And was like, So this is also going to sound shitty. I was like really proud of myself that I made that like super adult decision not to go out and cheat on my wife. But I really felt like an asshole too because like, I mean, that was my intention that night. Fucked up, right? Very. (laughs) Go ahead, take a minute Uh, if you need it. So a couple things. Number one, I actually appreciate you telling me that. And this is going to sound terrible because it's totally about me when I'm going to say this. I appreciate you telling me that because I'm glad my instincts were right. Like, does that sound bad? No, not at all. Because I I think sometimes, like, I feel that I know you and know who you are. And not that I know that, like, that I would ever anticipate something like that, but... I knew you were squirrely. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I just knew the way that you were about it, that it wasn't good. And you know what? It, it's funny. Like, this is so sick, but that actually ran through my mind. What would be better? You know? And I, I like, thought about that as a possibility. And I actually was, like, had decided I was going to be okay with that because, like, a relapse for you kills you. You know, and so I um, I knew I wouldn't know about it if it happened. I was just going to, like, take one for the team and move on. Is that bad? I don't know. I mean, that's that's almost as shitty as me admitting to you right here, right now, that, like, I was going to that show, like, to do some really stupid shit and selfish and fucked up. I <laughs> Sorry, just need a second here. Take a second. I don't really know what to say, and I'm not. I'm actually not angry at you at all. Like this sounds super condescending, but I'm actually really proud of you <laughs> for not and for telling me about it. Um, I actually think that's a lot of growth, and I don't mean in a 
in our personal relationship. I mean, it is, I guess, in our personal relationship. But I think in any relationship, like, I actually think that's a really brave thing. And not that, you know, again, uh, I just you said that to, to gain any sort of I, I don't even know, you know, what the word is. Um, like, I, I don't expect you to be proud of me or forgive me necessarily. I just, I don't know. Like, I, again, I knew that if I went to that show, you know, it would have been something that I never, ever could have come back from you would have never known like nobody would have ever known but I would still have to live with myself and not because there's anything maybe I'm going in circles here maybe I already said this but like there is absolutely nothing as far as I'm concerned that is missing in our relationship that would make me want to act you know in a sexual way with somebody else I don't know like I'm just I'm a fucked up individual and I knew I could get away with it and like you know as far as I was concerned as long as I could get away with it it didn't count yeah like no harm no foul and I have been in and again like I, I don't need a pat on the back like I have been in numerous situations where like that same you know situation probably could have occurred and I could have gotten away with it but there was something different about, you know, going to that concert that I was like, oh, I could totally get away with this. And like, that's, I don't know. And I know it's hard and I know, you know, whether you say it or not or whatever, there's going to be consequences of me having that conversation. And I'm almost in a way relieved that I told you yeah and you know unfortunately the thousands of people that are now listening to this podcast that are going to know like I'm I'm an asshole you know what What can I say well I mean you know what the thing is though so you are right and I don't mean Mm -hmm. that meanly I don't know but it's funny I think that I don't know when we talk about jealousy or being like nervous about things like that I'm actually not when it comes to you I know you talk um oh I talk a mean game you do but I don't I I don't know I don't buy it um I I think it's some of your own insecurity I think it's I don't know what it is, but like, you know, even when you were telling the yoga pants story or whatever, you're like, I'm sure some girl was walking by and I was gawking at her. Chris actually never does that. (laughs) Like, I've actually never seen you look inappropriately at a girl on a beach. Like, and maybe you do. And that's why you wear sunglasses. I don't know. But like, I, I don't like you don't as much as you talk like you're really not disrespectful like that. No, and that's not necessarily like my shtick, if you will. Yeah. I am 100%, and again, this is where I'm going to sound like I'm talking out both sides of my mouth. I don't really know. Either way, again, I was going to go to that concert alone because I was going to try to hook up with somebody, but I am going to say this to you. like, I absolutely love you. I adore you. I love every single fucking thing about our life and what we have gone through, not only as a couple in the past couple of years, but the amount of growth that we've had. And we are now waking up on a daily basis free of drugs and alcohol. Not a lot of people get that opportunity. And I was without question willing to throw that away. I I can't even explain to you why. Yeah. Outside of, I knew I could do it and get away with it. It's sick, isn't it? It's very sick. And like, is it any different than picking up a drink? Like, did you justify it that way in your mind? But I'm not going to get high. I don't know if there is a difference. Maybe the sex was the drug. Yeah, that's what I mean. I actually don't see a difference. 
I mean, if I, that makes any sense, it it sure does. It sure does. And we've talked about you know replacing the whatever your drug of choice with with or whatever your drug of choice was with. You know, some people exercise to an extreme. Some people eat to an extreme. Some people, whatever your poison, pick your poison, right? Mm-hmm. Like we can take anything to the extreme. You know, regardless of, of what outlet you choose, I think the only difference with, you know, cheating on your wife versus, you know, getting high or drinking or whatever is like, Short of, you know, coming home with like an STD or something like that. The only person that I was hurting as far as I was concerned was me. And that in and of itself is also a really selfish thought because yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, just so you know, <laughs> even, I'm well aware, you know, it, I was justifying it like, you know, as long as she doesn't know, it's not going to hurt her. But the reality is, and again, there's there's going to be fallout from this. Like after we leave the studio, I'm, I'm sure Megan's going to kick the shit out of me. <laughs> and I'm sure the comments are going to roll in. And that is absolutely fine because I deserve every shitty comment you people are going to throw at me. But I told you all that when we started this, we're going to do it honest. We're going to keep it real regardless of the consequences. I appreciate you being honest with me and telling me because I know who we are as people. And if you keep that a secret, it keeps that door open Mm -hmm. is what I think. I think that Chris and I also, not that we check on each other, but I, I know at least I look to Chris to keep me accountable. Um, and I, I think we probably do the same. Yeah. Um, and I remember I said to my sponsor, this wasn't even long ago, like, I, I don't drink and some days it's only because I don't I love my husband and I love my children but like why is that enough that shouldn't be enough because I should have this internal like ability to be able to do that on my own and she was like you know what some days that's actually okay that that's that's it if that can do it for you some days lean on it if you have to and uh, like I thought that was you know like actually good advice some days you may just not have it in yet, and that's all you got, a little prayer and the fact that you know the consequences, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I don't know. So interestingly enough, where did you end up going next? You went to the casino. So were you still keeping it open then? Like you made the decision not to go to the concert. No. But it's not like you went to church, you know? (laughs) You went where other drunk, you know, easy women were going to (laughs) be. Yeah. I mean, you know, I honestly, like, I wasn't, that was not a part of the plan. Like, after I had made the decision not to go to the concert, I had, I guess, also subconsciously made that decision. Like, you know what? You're having some really fucked up thoughts. Stop being a selfish asshole, center myself or collect myself. In hindsight, yoga probably probably would have been a much healthier option. Or like the zoo or something. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, again, any number of outlets, you know, now that I'm having this conversation with you, was the casino probably the second worst option than going to, I don't know, a strip club or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like that in and of itself was another incredibly irresponsible and selfish decision on my part. But again, I've been to the casino with Chris, right? Like I'm not a gambler. Like I'm one of those people that puts $20 in and if I'm up $1.50, I'm like, cash out, big winner. (laughs) And I'm done. Like I am not, I'm just not, I don't like risk like that. You know, again, like totally, you know, risked my life and all those kind of things, but not with my $20 or roller coasters <laughs> or like any type of, I don't like thrill. So anyway, um, I, I am the complete opposite. I've been to the casino with Chris. And again, when I'm telling you, he's actually the game he talks, the guy he was when he was like cool radio DJ or something when he was like 16. Like he's actually not that guy. So I've been to the casino with him. He like studies the table he likes roulette and like he has to walk around to 47 different tables and like 
watch the trends of it. Like it, it, he gets in the zone with that. I think it was still open-ended, so I don't think that was a good choice, right? Um, I mean, it is what it is. It happened. It's we're home. Here we are. We've made it, you know, but. Um, you know, I don't know where to go from here. I knew it was important that we have this conversation. I don't think that I am the only guy in the world out there, you know, that saw that very slim chance or whatever and tried to take it. I just know that, like, it was eating me up inside, and, and I had probably, you know, should have told you that. Like, it just doesn't feel right that I go to that concert by myself instead of you asking, like, all right, so what's the plan? Who are you going to go with? Like, you know, blah, blah, blah. Instead, I was just, like, very closed off and was like, oh, I'm not sure yet. And it's so funny because I, it, not funny, but like I even said to my friends, because these are the two, these are two girls that I um, can be completely honest with. And they've been through a lot with me. And I even said that when we were sitting at dinner last night. And I, I admit it then for the first time, I was really uncomfortable about tonight. It plagued me or it bothered me that he hadn't made a decision because I knew he was not in a good place about it. I don't know. I, I think actually, so I think that speaks a lot to us. Like this sounds so silly or whatever, but um, I think that oftentimes uh, as self-centered as we are, we are really in tune to each other. And maybe that's because unfortunately we can be very similar Um. I don't know. My intuition just said it wasn't. There was something not right. And you were absolutely right. And instead of when you asked, you know, am I feeling some sort of way about it? Instead of me being honest, I shrugged it off, you know, and I moved on. Yeah. And I also let you like I, that's something that, you know, I've said I'm going to get better at. And not that it's my job to like whatever accuse you or call you out or like say you're doing this or doing that. But I can be very um, agreeable. I mean, we've talked about this. I don't really like conflict. So if I see something, I call you out on it, you tell me I'm wrong, even if it's bullshit, I'm angry at myself that I didn't push you harder. See, this is why you suck. Okay. Well, how can you be mad at yourself? Because I knew it and I let you bullshit me and that drives me crazy. But you knew something was I knew, off. I knew something was wrong. And both those things went through my head. Either A, he's going to fucking die, or he's afraid he's going to, or B, I like honestly thought, or there's an, another woman. And then when you weren't going to the concert, I was like, because he already has plans to go somewhere else. Like, I've thought about that, you know? And I didn't call you out on that. But um, I don't know. You know, it's funny. So when we started this journey, like, and we've talked about this, like, I've actually gotten better I think it's saying what I think or what I feel about something. Um, but there's still this part of me, and this is 100% my insecurity, that if I would stand up or, like, stick to my gut, like, that you wouldn't be there. You know what I mean? Because, like, you know me. And, you know, we've talked about this on the show in various points or what have you. Like, when I tell you I'm done, like, that means I'm done. And, like, if you gave me some, you know, ration of shit about, like, X, Y, and Z, and I was like, all right, bye. Like, I would literally leave just to, like, prove my point. And again, shitty. And it's funny. When really we, shitty. When we did the first episode and we talked about that fight and I said how I was, like, over it or whatever. And I, I admitted, I said, you know what, sometimes I still worry about that two weeks. And that's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, bottom line is there's obviously a lot of stuff that we need to talk about off air. I think, you know, more so on my end than on your end. We like to keep it light and funny and laugh and try to throw some, you know, knowledge your way, if you will. But here's the reality of, of life, right? Like, it's not all puppies and unicorns. And this was hard. Like, it was hard for me to say it I'm sure it was hard for Megan to hear it I'm sure there's going to be a ton of fallout from this 
and I don't know like where to go. I do know in the back of my mind, like there is absolutely nothing that I wouldn't do to move on from this. I love you from the bottom of my heart. And I've told you on many occasions, you are stuck with me. <laughs> Good, bad, indifferent until, well, I'm probably going first. Like it is what it is. But no, like when I said I do, uh, I mean it. I meant it. And I know that's probably like, you know, me again talking out of both sides of whatever because I just told a pretty, I think, impactful story that's not going to go away anytime soon. I am glad that I was honest about it. Is that selfish? Telling me. Just playing devil's advocate here. Like, I wouldn't change what you did, whatever. You know what I mean? But just out of curiosity, what do you think? I think my answer is yes. Because I feel like by telling you, I no longer have to carry the weight of that shitty secret that I was keeping from you. Right. But you gave the weight to me. So again... That's an interesting concept, isn't it? Like selfish, right? Yeah, Selfish that's what I because mean. like I'm an asshole and I wanted to do what I wanted to do when I wanted to do it. And also selfish because I fessed up to you and I am now clear of that burden. But now... You have to carry that. Yeah. You know? Interesting. I don't know. What do people actually, say about telling me? What did they think? So, so that's actually one thing. I mean, they, they... I'm just curious. And you don't have to share with me because they're your people. Yeah. So, so that's like the one line that I'm not going to cross. But they did tell me that it was a good idea to bring it up to you. Okay, good. All right. And that's, you know, that was their suggestion. And here's the suggestion. Now, I didn't necessarily say that I was going to do it on the show. I don't know if anyone would have suggested that. Probably not. Okay. They're like, some things need to be kept private. <laughs> um, you know what? I think that's a good way to bring it back to AA too, right? That at least me personally, if I am having a situation in my life and I do go to people in AA, I always listen to what they say and it doesn't mean I do it exactly or you know what I mean but like I don't know it's an opinion that I highly value I agree so I think that's you know I don't know you did the right thing there <laughs> sounds like so terrible it's probably like my patheticness but I feel very loved by you right now because you trusted me with that and I think honestly like this is where we sort of move things to that next relationship level if you will because like you know I've I've shared a lot of stuff with you like the good the bad the indifferent I, I don't know if a year ago I would have ever mentioned that to you no you actually have yeah I, I can, I'm pretty positive I can assure you right now I I never would have shared that with you no I know yeah and Maybe I would have found out and been upset about it. But I think um, it's actually, like I said, I feel very loved by you right now that you did share it with me. I think like kind of how we got in this seat to begin with a couple months back or how many ever months ago now, we're still one step behind where we've gotten to the point now that we can go to each other in the aftermath of a tragedy, you know? Right. But we're not at the spot yet where we can do it before. And that's where we got to get better. I agree. And again, I, I'm sure, you know, we are not the only people in a relationship that are in that same boat. No. And, and I, again, hopefully yeah. by me coming out and being honest and explaining how much of a selfish asshole that I am, maybe that changes things for other people. Like, I don't know. And I would like to suggest to people that you have these conversations. I'm not before yeah I'm not I would also like to suggest I don't think any man or woman out there that's thought about someone else or cheating on their spouse should go home and uh, admit to that right now I don't know if that's <laughs> necessarily a good plan I don't think that's a really a good idea like that, we, that's not the that's not the message nope that is not you're gonna want to go into that with a plan and like you know like I, you I mean, have to know have where... some hard conversations sure but if you've ever thought about someone else, please don't go home and tell your loved one tonight. <laughs> yeah, no. 
Like you have to, <laughs> Megan says it all the time. You have to meet people where they're at. So yeah. like you have to be, I guess, in the right place in your relationship to sort of broach that subject. I hope this is something that we can move on from. So it is. I mean, I'm already like putting it out there, but I think that this is something that I'm actually much better in something awful than I am like little everyday shit. Number one, mm-hmm. like I'm able to kind of pick up rally around it. I don't know. I'm a good problem solver when it comes to like big things. I'm good at handling big things. Little things like fuck me up. Like I said, I also think that the possibilities that like, first of all, how we got here starting this podcast, where this has brought us our relationship. This is another stumbling block that I think will encourage us, promote whatever to uh, continue to do this work both individually and together. And it makes me hopeful because I feel like I don't know. Our relationship already is, and I can see it even more, like, has the potential to be, like, beyond wonderful as far as, like, having grown-up conversations with each other and, like, supporting each other. And I don't know. I think that that's something that I think is rare to see in married couples. And and I know that sounds awful because that's who should be your biggest supporter, But I think that true, blunt honesty is a rarity. And so I feel blessed that we are at a point in our relationship that we have that. I agree. And again, there's plenty of opportunity for growth here. Right. That's what I mean. Like that we're in a place where we commit that that's where it goes from here. Absolutely. Don't forget, cut off your pet's (laughs) privates. And if you're struggling in any way, put your hand up, reach out, ask for help. I'm Chris, I'm an alcoholic. And I'm Megan, and I'm an alcoholic. So I Married an Alcoholic is sponsored by RealtorAndABaby.com. Are you looking to buy, sell, or lease real estate? Even if you're not in greater Philadelphia, reach out with your contact information so you can be connected with the most qualified realtor in your area. RealtorAndABaby at gmail.com.